You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi folks and welcome to Let's Talk Apple episode 37, the show for September 2016 and I'm your host Bart Bouchotts. Joining me today, I have a lovely panel as always, starting for no particular order. We're joined by Gazmaz from the United Kingdom. Hi, Gaz. Uh, good evening. How are you, Bart? I am doing just fine. A um, little bit rushy. I've sort of, I, I, I didn't know it was possible to eat dinner in 10 minutes, but I just pulled it off. So <laughs> it's not good for you, you know. Yeah, it's not something I plan to make a habit of, but it's just been one of those days where I've been chasing my own tail since before I get up. So anyway, that's, that's how yeah, these things go. Been there, been there. Uh, also with us, also from the United Kingdom, we are also joined by Nick Riley. Hi, Nick. Hi, Bart. Good to be back on again. Always a pleasure to have you. And how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this evening and having a chat. Oh, well, good. And we have plenty to talk about, so that should work out well. And good. joining us for the first time in a while, we're joined by the wonderful Chuck Joyner. Hi, Chuck. Hey, how are you, Bart? Good to see you, or hear you. <laughs> yeah, here, it's, yes. Either way, we're digitally in I'm, touch. It's the main thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of you, so I feel like I'm seeing you. Yeah, there we go. Okay, well, I'm not going to spend too much time dawdling because it's been a very busy month of Apple News. We have an awful, awful lot to talk about. Um... Before we dive into the big stories, I just want to touch off some legal news first. Um, Acacia Research Corp., a patent holding company rather than a research company, regardless of what their name says, has won a 22.1 million verdict against Apple in that lovely court in Texas over LTE patents. Um, now, apparently this will probably go to appeal, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be a while until anyone actually signs any checkbooks, but yet again, we have that court in Texas causing trouble. Also in that court in Texas, uh, our old friends Vernet X are at it again. They have won a $302.4 million ruling against Apple in a trial jury in East Texas. Um, the patents in question relate to FaceTime and secure communications, but the court is now, or sorry, the, the case is now inevitably going to leave Texas. It is off to Washington, which is the appropriate circuit court of appeal. Uh, and uh, apparently, Vernon X are up against a fairly big uphill battle because the uh, Patent and Trademark Office consider the patents in question invalid, which didn't seem to stop the jury finding in favor of Vernon X. But uh, I imagine Apple may get more of a hearing from uh, the appeals judge in Washington than they did from the jury in Texas. So I guess it's no new, it, it's only news in the sense of stay tuned rather than any sort of final outcome, I guess. So let's let's jump into the real story. So I've, I've technically speaking, almost all of this news is from the keynote, but I haven't, I, have, I figured we won't redo the keynote. It's now been three weeks since the keynote and there's no point in just rehashing that. So instead I've broken it up into hardware, software, or new OSs, which somehow autocorrect has put into new ones. I must fix that in the show notes. And then a few other stories as well. So let's just start off with the new shiny hardware. Um, and the first up are the new phones. Now, the, the, my first question, I guess, to the panel as a whole is, have any of you purchased one of these new iPhone 7 contraptions? And if so, which one did you purchase? And I'll go first and say I have not. So that's very easy. 
Uh, well, if I go second, I have, and it's the um, iPhone 7. Uh, it is 128 gigabyte, and it's the matte black, if that's of any interest to you. I, I was going to ask the color. Um, and Yeah, okay, so perfect. Anyone else purchase one? Uh, I guess I guess I'll go third. Um, yes, I have the iPhone Seven Plus sitting here in matte black. Matte black as well with uh, with with two fifty six. Two fifty six. Okay, uh, Nick, you've been an Android user for a long time. I, I'm, you didn't partake of an iPhone Seven. Uh, no, actually, I swapped back to an iPhone Six about six months ago. Oh, you did and all, didn't you? And you even told yeah. me, and I forgot. So, <laughs> but that uh, yeah, no, I've stuck with my iPhone Six. I didn't think, even though, you know, it was nice and shiny and there were a few extra bits on it, I didn't think it was uh, worth my while, considering I'm not a great photographer, worth my while upgrading on this occasion. I'm sort of of the belief that even Apple don't expect us to upgrade every year. So I, I, I've been sort of a, an every two years for a while. So I was the iPhone, actually I was the iPhone 5, then the 6S, and, I, and I'm going to wait till at least next year before I go again. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people actually thinking, but even the iPhone 6 to the iPhone 7 is probably a leap because I think the gap between new products, and this isn't just Apple, this is, I think, every manufacturer, it's becoming a lot closer, the gap between one um, iteration and the next iteration and then the next iteration. You know, initially we had big leaps and bounds, but now those leaps and bounds are becoming smaller and smaller steps. Yeah. Um, I've got an excuse to buy each year, which I uh, utilize at this point in time, but that, that excuse will finish. And I have to say that if I, if that excuse wasn't there, I would have struggled to perhaps decide to, to certainly go from the 6S. Mm. Um, and even, as I say, some people are saying that they might might not have gone even from the 6. Um, but I think that's the reason. It's not. It's nothing Apple can really – technology in general, I think, gets, you know, very much closer to its previous version as, you know, as we progress through that technology. Well, it's just mature, right? Uh, the, yeah. the iPhone yeah. is yeah. a mature product now. So what it's getting is, you know, tweaks and nips and tucks and little improvements, but it, it, it's not being, you know, earth-shatteringly, oh, you yeah. now get yeah. to have fast cellular for the first time ever. I mean, th- those days are gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm not sure I totally agree, guys. Okay. Um, this, this phone, I, I, was, I was prepared for that incremental kind of upgrade that, okay, it's got a little bit different but they've introduced now and i'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more here but they've introduced the note the new home button um the the new chip in this is is shockingly faster as far as, far as i'm concerned i mean the the 6s plus was very smooth no complaints about it it was it was terrific but now everything just strikes me as fast top to bottom and so you know i don't know if, if if you don't consider the home button a big upgrade if you don't consider the dual camera a big upgrade okay maybe but i i just see a whole lot of new technologies in here and a lot of new things that made this very much a more than just a ho-hum upgrade for me 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, Chuck. I, I think they're, I still think they're incremental. Um, I don't like the new home button. I don't think it's as um, responsive. It just feels like the whole Taptic engine needs a lot of refinement. I think the next iteration will be a lot better. But this one, I just feel like there's just a big vibration at the bottom of the phone. The camera, I'm not seeing a massive improvement in the images, possibly in the low light because of the stabilization, uh, the difference between the two. The one thing that I did notice straight away was the brightness of the screen i much prefer the screen compared to yes. the six that is it's a that that of anything is quite uh quite quite a change i think and you'd notice that straight away but everything else yes it is faster i've heard some fantastic stories about the speed and the processing power of this this device but again for 90 95 percent of the population are they worried uh, that that that's a fair question, Gaz. I, I you know, I guess I'm looking at it just from my perspective. So, but I do have to ask, and, do- and your perspective is is a valid one, of course. Like you know, everyone's is, and 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 I I lo- I do love the new phone, except for the port. But but we'll come to that. There's a little story there. But <laughs> hey, before before we get to that, I, I do have to ask you, Gaz, uh, what are your thoughts on the the new the new audio system? It's louder. Yes, it is. Good. Okay, we agree on that. Yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> this is the, the speakers, is it, when you're using it as... Yes. Which is important to me because that's how my phone is used probably 50% of the time. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, you're never going to get fidelity out of speakers of this size. No. But you no. certainly can get volume, and, and they have definitely given you more volume. Now it is comfortable to listen to a podcast. Again, you don't get the fidelity, hmm. but it's very comfortable to listen to a podcast with my iPhone sitting you know, probably you know, seven, six feet away from me you know, in, an, in my office or in the kitchen or something yeah. as opposed to needing to have it right there to – you know, be able to to be heard over cooking sounds or whatever else I happen to be doing. Well, my thing at the moment is, so I, that's how I use my iPhone all the time. And my thing is I have to have it on the windowsill facing the window so the window acts as an amplifier. <laughs> and that works perfectly. Right. But that's what I have to yeah. do with my iPhone 6S. So I am actually hoping that the next time I upgrade, th- those better speakers will remove that necessity for carefully aligning things. Oh, you'll don't, don't worry. You'll have an implant in the side of your head soon, so that you you know you just it just connects up to that. And you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> it's going to make upgrades tough. Yeah, and I don't think I like the idea of a bug in my brain. Well, yes, why are you going to the doctors to have my next iPhone upgrade? Yes. <laughs> Scalpel. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, it's the way I, here in Ireland, we're still in very much in the model of subsidized phones coming through carrier contracts. So to me, it's I'm expecting a phone to do me two years. That's when my contract is up. And then after the two years, I'm eligible to upgrade. And if money's tight, I don't. And if, if it's okay, I do. So I've gone three years, two years, three years, two years. And that's, I don't feel that, that there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think that's an unusual. It does mean that when you do upgrades, you... You you get a lot, so I went from not having Touch ID at all to having Touch ID two, which is quite the luxury. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got to say the 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 Touch. I mean, I complained about the Touch, but the benefit that it gives me is part of the whole phone being much more waterproof, and that is something which 
gives me um, a, a lot more comfort because there are times when it, I'm outside and it's starting to rain, and I'm thinking I've got to hide. I've got to hide the phone away so it doesn't get wet. Whereas now I'm a lot more confident in the fact that you know the odd shower it's not going to damage it. So the home button change gives that benefit. So there's an improvement there, and they will improve. They will improve the sensitivity of it and how it, it works. But I've heard a lot of people who really really like the Taptic engine. I don't care much for it, but you know that's personal preference. Yeah. Bart, how long how long have you had it? I'm curious. Who me now? My so oh, I'm sorry, Gaz. Excuse me. I'm okay, sorry. I was Gaz. thinking since was like, since, yeah. since since it was released. Dave, okay, you know as soon as it came out. So you still are noticing a an unpleasant difference as as you've characterized it for you as opposed for to me, just yeah, getting used yeah. to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, you know I, I'm getting used to the difference. But I'd still prefer the old one. <laughs> okay. um, but I mean, the old one was a, a definite click. I'm just not used to this. T- I, it's not that I'm not used to it. I just don't like the feel of it. And have you messed around with the one, two, or three settings? Yep. 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 No, none of them are to your liking. No. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just, I'm just an awkward so and so. So I'm a bit disappointed. None of you went for the jet black finish. <laughs> Can I would what, like some what? first-hand thoughts on that? But I think, uh, having seen one, it mm-hmm. looks absolutely fantastic. But I put mine in a case. I, I use one of those silicon cases or the leather case um, just because I know where this phone is going to end up. It's going to end up in the family further down. And although I look after it, I still think it just gives it that little bit of protection. Well, why do why do I want to get a jet black one and wait for you know an extra long time? Or even if I don't wait for an extra long time, when I'm just going to hide it away? So, And actually, the matte black, looks really good i don't know about you chuck i I think it looks absolutely excellent oh it 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 looks fantastic and it's it's interesting that you would say that gaz because uh, i went with with the jet black excuse me with the matte black because there were no indications that this was going to be anything that compromised the hardness of the surface The, the fact that apple needed to put something on the website about micro abrasions yeah. indicated to me that you know even if I'm keeping it in a case I just don't want to have to deal with that possibility especially because realistically I know that I'm either going to hand this off to somebody at some point or or sell it and it's I'm going to get more money for it uh theoretically if it's in perfect condition yeah, yeah. but how, how much I, darker is the matte black to the old space gray oh it's darker it's darker okay it's definitely darker. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a definite difference. You, 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 yeah. Okay. Because no, yeah, I, I would say the old the old one was more slate, uh, a real dark slate. Whereas this yeah. is this is you'd call this black. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good good way to say it. I mean, the jet black is is yeah, it's really black mm-hmm. and it's glossy. And, you know, everybody has I think used the phrase piano black, which we can all identify with. Um, and and so okay great so it apparently is doesn't feel slippery in your hand I haven't actually held one I just looked at it yeah. um, but uh, you know it's, I, I'm just shocked with that beautiful piece of technology porn that Apple produced as <laughs> to how they how they were you know creating this finish and all that somehow they didn't find a way to make it harder so because the the obviously the micro abrasions are enough of a concern that they needed to put a disclaimer up there to avoid somebody suing them. Right, to avoid it being the next bloody blaggate. Scratchy yes, gate, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so, Gaz, you have the 7, which means you have the image stabilization 
but not the dual lens fancy pants camera. So you're Correct. finding yeah. it's, it's, I it's an improvement though? I actually... I actually contemplated that really carefully and I didn't think that that dual camera for me was because I, I'm moving away from actually having uh, my DSLR with me all the time. I'm really seriously thinking about, I mean, I've been contemplating a mirrorless camera for a long, long time, but it, you know, the incremental improvements in the camera on the iPhone are just making me start to move away and I'm t- taking more and more shots with it. Yes. I think in low light, the stabilization does help. Um, if I put, um, a, you know, an image up side by side, I'm thinking, oh, I've really got to look carefully to see the differences. But I think in low light, that's where that stabilization comes in. But as right. for the, the, dual, the dual lens, it, it didn't wow me enough or I wasn't that impressed with what they were saying about it for me to say, yeah, I'm going to go for that for that one. So Chuck will be the, the, uh, the point to ask here. And for me, that having that uh, that second lens is making a big difference for the way I tend to shoot things because I I tend to shoot things that I can't necessarily just you know walk the whole way up right on top of if I want. Mm-hmm. Um, the image stabilization, I'm not sure. I, I I have discovered that I do not have the steadiest hand um, for uh, for cameras. And that's that's every camera. So anything that I can get, any help I can get there is is a good thing. I don't seem to be able to push a button or tap without jittering just a little bit. But um, the, the the second lens to me is you know just tap it and you've got that that telephoto zoom in right there. And I I really really like that. Cool. Okay, so shiny big camera, nice new finish. Shaky home button. So what the other big feature then I guess is what's missing. <laughs> so so how right, so you guys have had the phone now for a week for about what, two weeks? Yeah, maybe a little more. Yeah, maybe a little maybe more. A yeah, so yeah. how much or how little are you actually missing the three point five millimeter hole? I would say for the time that I've had it, I've missed it probably three or four times for several different reasons one was when i went to work and forgot my headphones now i do not like the headphones that comes with uh, comes with the the iphone i don't like those shaped headphones i've tried them but they just don't suit my ears they actually my right ear is fine but the left ear it it actually it actually feels like someone's it, it actually makes my my hear my hear my ear hurt right. um so so they can be painful so i'm not going to use them sure. uh, so i obviously i use the adapter on mm-hmm. my favored um set of uh earphones that i've got however well, i went to work one day and forgot my headphones and the adapter and as I was going on to, your headphones and and as i yes and as i was going into work i thought it's fine because i know that i've got a spare pair of headphones at work i'll use them Got to work, pulled the headphones out of my drawer and thought, ah, no, I can't use these, can I? And I haven't got an adapter. So that was one occasion. There was an occasion, very often I'll I'll listen to um, my iPhone um, in bed at night. Hmm. And that's okay. But very often what I'm doing at night is also charging the phone up. And I don't have a little stand. Um, One particular evening, it was really low. So... I reverted to another method, so I missed it then, and that's happened a couple of times. So I'm now thinking, 
have I got to go out and buy a, a, a little stand with an adapter or get an adapter so I can charge it and listen to it at the same time? Because I don't, I have a couple of Bluetooth head, uh, headphones, but I'm not, again, they're not that great. I've got a big set of uh, Bluetooth headphones, but I'm not going to wear those at night in bed. So, <laughs> uh, so I'd say, you know, uh, out of the what, almost three weeks, probably, t- probably two or three, if I'm fair on occasions, that one I've thought, and I use, and I use it every day to listen to something so it's not like you know uh once or twice a week it's every day so if you put that over what 95 percent of the time not a problem okay and chuck uh, what have you found not having i have not missed it at all okay uh, t- but again to be fair most of the time if i'm if i'm in the car um i'm either playing the phone through the through the uh, the yep. car stereo, or mm-hmm. I have a Bluetooth earpiece in for phone calls. If right. I come home, um, I'm probably a little strange here, but I have Bluetooth speakers like scattered all over the house, so okay. I, I can I can you know pretty much walk in a room and say, okay, I want to play from that speaker, um, and and it'll come out. So, but I don't think there's once that I've picked up a set of of earphones or headphones, and you know started toward the lightning port and then discovered there's nothing there. So it, it has not affected me at all. Okay. And, I mean, it is. it was a surprise to me that they're selling the adapter for as cheap as $9. So, Gaz, would you, would you consider just having a few extra adapters and leaving them in your bag in a few places like yes. that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. But, you know, that starts to add up, but... Well, sure, but compared to most of Apple's dongles, you can buy a lot oh, yeah, of these. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. 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 I, I, but I think, I mean, I think we're going a, a £1 for $1 exchange rate at the moment. So I think that makes it just a tad more expensive. But hey, ho, that's that's Brexit for you. But we won't go down that. It's all of your own uh, making. You will get no... Hey, 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 not my making, but let's not go down that avenue. Um, oh, but boy. yeah, it, it is a reasonable price. But I think they did that because they knew that, you know, this sort of thing was going to happen, so they, you know, they had to go in with a reasonable price for that adapter. So the, and don't, and don't, the funny thing is, though, I've been asked on a, a couple of occasions by people who said, "Oh, they give you headphones and they give you an adapter." Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Like, yes. Like they don't normally give you an adapter, but they normally give you headphones. Oh right. We, so there's a definite uh, perception out there that this new phone. But you weren't, you weren't going to be able to use your headphones with it. It's it's incredible where that's come from. I've got no idea. Yeah, I want to second that. And I think it's an important thing to reiterate constantly. You do get the adapter in the box. So those fav- if you have a favorite set of headphones, you're going to be able to plug them in and use them right away. Yeah. And so, okay, so the box has the adapter and it has a pair of Apple headphones. Are the Apple headphones 3.5 mil or are they raw no, they lightning. They they go lightning, straight lightning. Yeah. Straight lightning. Okay, great. So you have a straight lightning ones you can just use, and then you have an adapter as well to adapt your favorite pair. Yeah, yeah, correct. Oh, okay. That's better than I thought. I, I, for some reason, I assumed because they gave you the adapter, they were just throwing in the old headphones. That that's nice. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Now, my my personal belief is that we're not going to see that happen with the next phone. I don't you're think right. you're going to get the adapter, but I think oh. this is a transition and it 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 helps people transition and who knows. They they might do it for one more phone because yeah, I think they one will. more cycle. Yeah, I think they will chuck because it's like that two-year cycle, so I think they'll keep with that and possibly throw it into the next one as well. But they might throw a proviso on it because obviously then people will start to expect it every year, won't they? Well, unless we get to the stage where AirPods become cheap enough that they can be in the Yeah, box. true. True. 
So I, I guess, uh, did, anything else we want to say about the iPhone 7 before we transition to the AirPods? No, I, I, overall, you know, I, I knocked it on a couple of things, but generally, no, I'm glad I've got it. I'm oh, glad I'm really glad I just remember I want to say something. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. The sodding 16 gigabyte model is gone. Good day. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> yes, it took enough badgering, didn't it, really? It did. It's been many years now that I've been saying after every keynote, I can't believe they're still making a 16 gig version. It's gone now, 32. So what is it, 32, 128, 256? Or how, how have yeah. they done that? Okay. So there's no thirty, there's no sixty four anymore. No. So well, not on not on the standard, not on the stand, not on the standard seven. Certainly, I don't think. Yeah. I think there is one version which is, isn't one of the ah uh, now. I'm going to have to have a look now. Where's Apple.com when you need it? Ah, uh, my phone. Let's do a comparison. Compare. This is this is great live radio here. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is nice and Apple's website well, at the moment. Well, no, there's well, no, there's, there's the, the the only 64 now is on the iPhone SE, which is 16 right. gigabyte and 64 gigabyte. Okay, so okay, and then so how high are we going? Are we going up to 512 then for the top end? No, no, no. It only goes up to 256. So the okay, so a 64. No, sorry, a 32, a 128, and a 256. Okay, Correct. so three models. Okay, yeah. well that's that, yeah. that's a lot. I mean, it is, yeah. That's that's a lot, but I will say this because I've, as as you might expect, I'm playing with a lot more video with it, right. and I haven't filled the phone up yet. But it's <laughs> you know it 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 sucks up a lot of space when you're when you're shooting 4K video. I mean the camera is one thing, but 4K video is a whole other matter. So if you're thinking about using that with any for anything more than just mm-hmm. a casual kind of thing, look hard at the 256. Yes. Okay. Now that makes perfect sense. Okay. Well, then the next obvious thing to talk about is that Apple has basically made its second wearable device, which is instead of something you strap to your arm, it's something you shove in your ear, or rather two magically connected but physically entirely disjoint little doodads that you shove into your ear called AirPods, because no one can possibly say there's an AirPod and EarPod 20 times without making a mess of it. So has anyone purchased a set of AirPods on the panel? I certainly won't do because of the shape of them. Right, yeah, because they're, they're the same shape as the ones that don't yeah. work. But but there is an option, uh, I think, for me, because I think the they do the Beats X, but it's yes. not got the it's not quite got the capability that the the AirPods have. But the Beats X is uh, they are Bluetooth, I think, and they're uh, you know so they're comparable ish, I think. But they're, you know, they're, and they're more sporty. The sort of thing that I'd use. Where, but I would like a set of um, AirPods if they were a more suitable shape for my ears. That's the only reason I wouldn't get them. Okay, and Chuck, are you AirPodded? No, I'm not. I'm I'm kind of intrigued by some of the reports I've read that even if your the the standard Apple headphones don't fit you, um, the AirPods do. They they feel a lot more comfortable because there's no cable drag on them. But I have not invested or even had the opportunity to to try a pair. So, thinking about it, but not so sure. I think okay. that they're going to be something difficult to try, really, aren't they? Could, have you got a spare pair of AirPods in the Apple Store that I'd like yeah. to try? Mm, yeah, you, yeah. So hang on, I'll just go just go and get my wipes for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you may have to wipe them down a few times with alcohol, but you know that's that is one of the problems. And I, I'm not one that likes to take advantage of the return policies when I really have that kind of serious doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so these are pretty intelligent little devices. So they have a new yes. W1 processor shoved into each of the each of the two halves that make a hole. Um, let me see. So, so they they detect when you're moving your jaw, and they only use the microphone when you're moving your jaw, and then they beam form on the microphone to actually pick up exactly where you're speaking. And then they don't have a button; they have basically a, 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 a jiggly sensor. So you basically just tap the whole earpod, and that counts as pressing a button. They do the whole Siri thing. If you take one out of your ear, it pauses your audio and it switches automatically from mono to stereo. And it's full of very, very many clever and ingenious things. And if you open the box, they pair themselves. And that pairing is synchronized over iCloud. So you can use the same headphones with one pairing on all of your devices, be they modern Macs or iOS devices. So, Which is all very clever, isn't it? It I is all admit, very I did... clever. I must admit, I did find uh, there was quite a furore when they first came out about um, people worrying that they were going to lose them. And that they were... <laughs> I mean, I understand the falling out thing, although I've never had that problem myself. I must have weird ears, I think, because they fit mine fine. But the default um, I have is that the, because there's no cable clip, so most of the headphones I buy has a little clip that you can clip the cable to your lapel, and then I have no problem. But the Apple ones never, ever came with a cable clip, and they always... They always seem to pull right. out, so, but it's the cable. I just, I just think, yeah, I agree, but I, I just think sometimes that we're we talk about in the UK about a nanny state, don't we? Mm. Uh, it's, it's like we want Apple to be our nanny, um, <laughs> and we want cable. We desperately need cables on them because it's a little bit like the old uh, children's gloves with the little string, oh, that you <laughs> so they don't lose the gloves. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, the, the fact yeah, that there's I, no I thought cables it was a little bit disproportionate. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit disproportionate, that's all, that the, the number of podcasts I heard with people saying, oh, no, I don't like that, I don't like that, they'll fall out, I'll lose them. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's grip. not up to Apple a, to make You it. just wanted to shout at them, get a grip of yourself. No, I did, I did, yeah. <laughs> or a grip of the AirPods, AirPods whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's, a, there's, there's a future um, wearable going on here. I think they could take this further. You know, a lot of people were talking about it being because your ear is quite a good place to take um, heart rate sensors and that oh. sort of stuff. So, um, is, I, yeah. I, I'm wondering whether that sort of stuff is going to be coming in in the future. So we shall see. That's an intriguing idea. Yeah, why not? I guess the problem there is, of course, getting enough battery life to be running sensors. And yeah, and that's so the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> you just end up with something in your ear with this great big. Like a bauble hanging off it for the battery. <laughs> well, no, like a horror you know, with the giant big sticky yeah, thing. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, or you could just in software just have it check either when on demand or yeah. every so many minutes, hours, whatever. That you, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be a constantly monitoring thing that's right. unless there's some kind of health emergency going on. Yeah. No, and it is, it is an interesting idea in terms of wearables to have Basically, without surgical implantation, have Siri just with you, just at your at your beck and call, and able to give you subtle information that others around you cannot hear. It does remind me a bit of was it her? Was that was that the name of that, that film with the AI guy fell in love with his AI in his ear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an intriguing idea that this, this this these are not just headphones. There's more here, and this is only version one of the product. So, yeah. The only, the only difficulty I'd have with that, I think, is if Siri was in my ear, she'd constantly be saying, 
would you like to, me to look that up on the web for you? <laughs> that's all she ever says to me, it seems. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I have to tell you, I, I've, I've used a Bluetooth earpiece regularly and have for a long time now. And it's surprising how you forget it's there. It does not block out my hearing from from that in that ear. Um, and it's not uncommon for me to forget that it's there. Especially if I say I'm, I'm listening to a podcast, I get out of the car or you know walk away from from wherever I am. If my phone's in my pocket, I mean I've been known to listen to podcasts in, in the grocery store and kind of forget I'm doing it. It's just yeah, it's just there and I'm focused, but I'm getting other things done. So I think this could bring that experience to a lot more people, and suddenly it's going to become more acceptable than it has been up to this point to have something sticking in your ear. I, I I certainly get reminded by very angry looks from Mrs. G when she's asked me a question and I've not responded. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favourite uh, Bluetooth headphones are bone conducting, which really takes that whole not having anything in your ear, but having a magic voice appear in your head to a whole new level. I, I'd quite like mm. Apple to do a bone conduction headphone so there's nothing in your ear. Which ones do you use, Bart? I have the Damson headphones. Ah, Okay. Unfortunately, they are just out of warranty and the battery has decided to cease functioning. So I'm cranky with them because they, re- they replaced my device a month before the warranty ran out and the replacement has just died and now my warranty has run out. Oh. When they work, yeah, they're the single nicest device I've ever bought, but I'm right now cranky with them. So I'm actually in the market. If you have a device for another set of bone conducting, I'm all ears. I, I, I have a pair of the Aftershocks. And they aren't quite as comfortable as they could be, but as far as performance goes, it again, it's not going to be something that gives you perfect fidelity, mm. but you you are then completely open to the rest of the world hearing what's going on, and it's a much safer way to go out and do work outside or take a walk or a run or whatever. Well, um, in my case, cycling is my big thing. So, yeah, that's the reason I went bone conducting is because I like to hear the car that's trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we have to recognize that there are compromises here for yep. different functions. You know, you're not going to get the fidelity um, uh, that that you would want from, say, a pair of um, uh, over-ear headphones or in-ear headphones mm. that you can with the bone conduction. But you have the advantage of knowing what's going on around you so you can avoid being killed. Yeah, which, which on the whole, and given that I mainly use them for podcasting, I mean, I get most of my podcast listening done on the bike. Which is great because, it, you know, I, I can listen to two hour long epics without any issue because I'm going out for a two hour cycle anyway. Um, so I've never been as caught up in my podcast listening as I have been the last couple of months. OK, any, any final thoughts on the AirPods before we, we move on to the next piece of hardware shiny? OK, well, in that case, let us talk about watches. So Apple are now confusing the the bejesus out of us. So the the Apple Watch, as we have known it, has been sort of rebranded by not by Apple. Apple just didn't mention the old watch, but uh, Apple did give the new watch the name Series Two, and they gave a revision of the old watch the name Series One. So I think the internet as a whole has christened the old watch the Series Zero. <laughs> yes. So the Series One is. The brains of the Series 2 in the body of the Series 0. And the Series 2 is a slightly bigger case with the brains, obviously, of itself. And it is waterproof with special speakers that spit out water after you've gone underwater with them. 
Uh, other than that, I guess there's not really that much change in the series one. Oh, sorry, yeah, built-in GPS, yeah. GPS, yeah. Um, and maybe slightly better battery life if you disable the GPS. That seems to be what people are saying to me. Um, basically, if you enable the GPS, you get about the same. If you disable the GPS, you get much better, obviously, since you're not running a GPS chip. Has anyone on the panel gotten either of these two new watches? I was very close to wanting to get one of these, and uh, when the price came out at three six nine, which in the UK, and I thought no, and there was one or two things which I didn't think it was going to do for me. So at this point in time, I held off. Okay, but you were you were nearly there. I was very very close to uh, throwing the switch and uh, buying one of these. Yeah. Okay, uh, and Chuck, I picked up Gears of Slack and I got one. You got one. So which did you go for? Series two or series one? Series two. Series two. So, so what's your experience yeah. been? Uh, very, again, very positive. Uh, definite. You hit, you hit it on the head. Uh, if you turn off the GPS, you definitely get significantly longer battery life. Um, and I was not unhappy with the battery life of what we'll now refer to as the Series Zero. But you definitely get better with this. Uh, with the GPS, yeah, it definitely burns it down. I've, I've played with that just a little bit. Um, I, in some ways, I'm sorry I didn't have a little more time with Watch OS 3 with Series 0 before getting the Series 2. Right, because you're not I sure whether the OS yeah. has fixed your problems or the new hardware. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, you know, I have not I, – I can't quite bring it to bring myself to immerse it or me in water at the same time. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm that happens sh- automatically in this part of the world, Chuck. I, I just well, go outside and it, it happens all by itself. Yeah, well, that's that's probably true. I hadn't thought about it quite that way. But, um, you know, I've watched all the videos of it spitting out the water and, hey, it's, you know, clever little clever little way to do it. Uh, we'll have to see how long and how well that mechanism holds up. But so far, I have to say it's been a very positive uh, experience again. And I love the fact that they didn't mess around with the lugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was able to take my favorite band off of my old one and put it on the new one, you know, in – what, 15 seconds? No problem whatsoever. Um, I have not invested in a lot of watch bands, uh, but I did invest in a leather loop for Series Zero. And the the only change I personally made was I went with the, uh, what they call this now, the space gray or black or whatever, yes. um, as opposed to the, the uh, aluminum finish. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's it's absolutely outstanding. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the, the straps will fit whichever version. That is correct, guys. They're all, yes. all all three series zero, one, and two have they share share the bands. Yeah, okay. yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah. So, in my case, I I am probably going to grab a series two around Christmas time. Um, my darling beloved has let it be known that he wouldn't object to an Apple Watch, and that maybe I should buy a new one. Uh, so then we can play the game of hand me down. So, and. I mean, the Series Zero is quite water-resistant. It's not officially water-resistant from Apple, but the Irish weather has seen to it that I have tested this watch in an invo- involuntarily in how well it deals with water, and the Series Zero deals with water pretty darn well. But what I usually do if, if I get caught in a rain shower is spin my watch around so it's at the bottom of my wrist and then continue cycling. But I'm looking forward to the Series 2 where I just, have, well, I just don't have to care at all about water. I can just continue as is. Mm. So do we know do we know how how long it does last with the GPS switched on? Has anyone tested it? 
Well, Alison said that if she left the GPS on, it behaved almost identical to the old Series Zero. So basically, your old pretty, battery life. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it Considering is. it's such a small device. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know by what voodoo they have managed to get a GPS in there at all, let alone getting it to keep its battery life with the addition of a GPS and a faster CPU. It's magic. It's pretty darn impressive, I have to say. It is. It's very good. Good engineering. You're, you're not tempted at all, Nick, to join the, the Apple Watch Brigade? No, it's still too much money for me. Yeah, so the Series I, I know it's one... I know it's wonderful, but it's just too much. The Series 1, they did do a price drop on, so they gave you a new brain, the old shell, and a price drop. It was getting close. And it was getting drop. close then. Yeah. But I, I, must, I must admit, I prefer a round watch. Oh, well, then I, I, I don't have. see Apple doing that. No. Okay. I'll stick to my Android. If it does it make that, yeah, does it make that, that much difference to you, Nick? I just prefer it, that's all. It's just about <laughs> aesthetics, isn't it, really? It, it is. My Android watch cost me £180, pounds, um, as opposed to the, whatever the, I don't know what the Apple Watch now costs. I was going to say, what is the starting was... point now, with, with all Sterling's jiggling around, I'm not quite sure what what the starting price is for you guys. Three three sixty nine for Series 2. And for Series 1? Because yeah. basically the Series, uh, series 1 is, is now... 269. 269. 269, yeah, that is that, that's, so that's still, what, 70 or 80 quid more than I paid... No, almost a hundred quid. No. Yeah, but that's getting a lot closer to the ballpark. That, that, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that is. Well, I've that just is... never spent a lot on watches, and and I've never felt that uh, I wanted to spend that much on a watch, no matter how clever it is. Well, that's perfectly reasonable. Um, as I say, for for me now, I, I the reason I ended up with a watch, I think I've said it before, is because I wanted a fitness tracker, and then. The Fitbit just never really struck me as being all that exciting. Yeah, and then they said, well, we're not going to do Apple Health. And I was like, well, sod you then. <laughs> and then Apple came along and gave me a really pretty watch that's also a really nice health tracker. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that works yeah that's, that, that's, that's why I was really close to, to getting one. But, you know, because uh, I've gone through so many Fitbits and uh, I've been looking at other devices and they, they're all really good. But the ones that kind of match up to the, the quality and what you're looking for um, and matching the sort of functionality that you get with the, the Apple Watch, they're all as much, if not more. So and a, a, a bit like Nick, I'm, I'm, it's just a bit too much because I I don't wear a watch, so I've got to start wearing a watch, especially if I'm going to spend that amount of money on it. Now that's that's not too much of a problem. The only time I wear a watch is when I'm refereeing <laughs> on a Saturday and Sunday. So um, it's a it's a it's a game changer for me, and I've got to make sure that you know I just don't go out and spend money for that sort of stuff if if there's no need. So yeah. well, as I say, I, I was a non-watch wearer for about a decade. Um, and now I'm a watch wearer again, thanks to the Apple Watch. Yeah. And I have to say, if if something happens, my Apple Watch it will be replaced immediately. I, yeah, I will be absolutely lost without it. It's 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 bits of information like that. I think it's good to hear from people who are your users because then it just gives you that little bit of momentum to say, okay, right, they really are using it. Not you know, there's one or two people. That, there are watch wearers who will swap it for their favourite watch because of the aesthetics a little bit like nick he prefers around one uh and there are people that have got all sorts of different types of watches for different occasions uh i i'm not in that camp and i don't think you are but no and those the, 
and the people that use it like yourself really have got a lot to say about it because you're actually utilizing the functionality of the device yeah i don't think it's aimed at people who were watch wearers i think apple are aimed at people like no. us who are not watch wearers. and for us yeah, it's, for right. me it's been a, an absolute game changer and i I think I've said it before, but I liken it to the inverse of of paper of death by paper cuts. It's love by little things. It, it's not <laughs> that it has a killer feature. It has yeah. lots of little things that make me smile lots of times. That's good. And th- yeah, that that's is, very well really said. How I look at it, uh, and I, I will be so lost without it. So it's it's yeah, it's become a complete part of my life, and there's no way I get rid of it. Uh, we should also say that the gold watch, for all of us here who were thinking of spending that much money, the gold watch has been uh, silently poofed out of existence. Uh, and it has been replaced, though not at the same exorbitant price point, by a new top-of-the-line watch made of ceramic. Which does look impressive, and ceramic is a pretty darn cool material. But uh, the price point is, I believe, uh, yeah, so f- from... One thousand two hundred fifty dollars yeah. instead of ten thousand dollars, which does seem a better starting price. <laughs> I've obviously exhausted all the rich people. Yeah, it's interesting actually because it doesn't look particularly bling. It's I don't know. It looks sort of futuristic, maybe, but not not bling. It looks something like something from nineteen uh, from one of Kubrick's movies or something. I guess is what I mean. Yeah, so. that's yeah. I'd like to just point out that Apple. You know, it's interesting that they decided to eliminate the gold watch. A lot of people say, well, it wasn't selling. On the other hand, now they've turned this into a collector's item. Right, yeah. <laughs> Whoever so has automatically. one is a fortune now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure that that was intentional. But, you know, on the other hand, who knows? Because we all know that, that these – I mean I don't think anybody here is a watch person, but we all know some, some watch people. And these watch people are crazy because they will happily tell you that you know a, a Timex from the corner store will do a better job of telling time than these, these high-priced mechanical watches. But they dearly love them and pay through the nose for them. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that this the, – the, the old Apple Watch Gold or whatever the right phrase is mm. – you know, may not have the functionality that the new ones do. That may not matter to these people. It may be the fact that now it is a status symbol and it's no longer available. Yeah, interesting idea. Um, w- before we move off hardware, I just want to also mention um, that Apple—they didn't make a big deal out of it—but Apple have quietly tinkered around with the iPad line. Um, Nothing spectacularly new, but they have changed the uh, storage options and reduced some of the prices. So all the iPads now start at 32 gigabytes. There are no more 16 gig iPads. So again, yay! Ding dong, the witch is dead on that one. Um, Let's move into new hardware. Um, Software? Yeah, that's the one. The other one. Yeah, the the squishy stuff. So new OSs. Um, so we all got iOS 10 this month, um, and I, I'm guessing even though we didn't all get new hardware, we did all get to play along with the new OSs. Um, so iOS 10, we should mention their launch was initially a little bit on the on the bumpy side. Um, people who did the over-the-air update had their phones. Now, the headline said bricked, but no, they were not bricked because they were able to be fixed, but they ended up having to plug their phone into iTunes to get the update, which is... A little bit of a retro experience and not for the better. Um, but Apple were on that pretty quickly. And then they were followed by another update fairly quickly after that to deal with the bug in the headphone adapter, um, 
which was basically if you left it plugged in for too long, the, the button stopped working. Um, so then we went to 10.0.2 pretty quickly, so that's knocked those bugs in the head. Um, so th- at that stage, I guess we were a fairly stable OS. Uh, so how how are people finding... What are pe- people's feelings about the, the new OS? Uh, who I love members? it. I love, love it. it. Okay, it's a, a yeah. vote of conf- yeah. strong confidence. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. Um, I've got a bit of a problem with my. Um, com- I think it could be a combination of things. I don't think it's the the phone. I don't think it's the OS. I think there's something wrong with the settings somewhere. In so much as I'm unable to sync um, from my phone's uh, contacts and photos to the rest of my devices. But I've got an ongoing discussion with Apple on that to try and get that fixed. We've tried several different things. But that aside, because the other devices are working from iPad to iMac and the other way, so it, it's and they're on the same OS. So um, I think there's something which has gone on in the transition there. So I'm not going to put any blame on that, but I absolutely love the notifications and the, you know, the pull-up screen. And I, I just think that they've, they've refined it to a point where it, it, it feels right now. It just, it just does the things. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel as old as the software was feeling uh, previously. Uh, Nick, what, what do you feel about the new – have you upgraded, I suppose, is the first question. Uh, yes, I have. Um, uh, yeah, a bit like uh, a bit like Gaz, really. I think I, I, I like the look of the new notifications. Um, I must admit, I, I forget what, what's been upgraded very quickly. Well, I so I can't first... remember what they changed. Well, okay, so the first thing we have is that every the, the look of all of the notifications have changed a bit. So they now sort of feel like little yeah. 3D windows instead of being small things at the top of the screen. Yeah, I really like that. I think that looks very smart and, and it's clear and it's better than it was. Yeah, and then the other big change that I keep noticing is that they speeded up all the animations, so it's it yeah. still does an, a, a very, perhaps even a more flamboyant animation, but quicker. So it just makes your phone feel faster because it, it, it's you know it's doing a very fancy zoom and stuff, but it's doing it very quickly. Um, and the other biggest change of all is the change in behavior on the home screen. So, yeah. Actually, Nick in particular, I'm interested in because you, your does your phone have Touch ID? No, it probably is the first one with Touch no, ID. No, it doesn't. It doesn't no. have Touch ID. So, how are you no. finding the new lock screen not having Touch ID? Uh, it's not bothering. It's not bothering me particularly. It's fine. I mean, I switched off the the fact that I was having to press it twice. And so you've gone back to the old behavior. Yes. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, because so yeah, I find that as a Touch ID person, the new behavior is entirely sane, sensible, and brilliant. Yeah. But if I didn't have Touch ID, I think I'd be quite cranky with it. So I'd probably do what you've done and, and change it back. Chuck, what are your feelings? I, I've kept it just as it came. Um, okay. I've, I've I've have found that just like this is an interesting comparison, but just like the question over when they reversed the mouse direction, uh, the, mm. the 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 touch scrolling. You know, if if you you need to adapt what Apple's thinking because it's going to come back and bite you if you don't. <laughs> if you if you if you stick with the old way, they're they're going to do something in the future, and it it yeah. builds on what they did this time. Yeah. And if you don't change it now, you're going to have to change it later or jump through a bunch of hoops. And I'm just not a big I'm just not a big fan of these things that say, well, I want it the way it used to be five years ago. It, yeah, know, I, so. I, I call that swimming upstream, and I have just decided that. My life is infinitely less stressful if I just go with the flow. 
I have no problem with change, I, I, but I do believe that if they actually make it more awkward to use yeah. for those of us who haven't got the touch ID, for, for, then yeah, I think in this case, Nick, I don't they've think given us the option free. to go back, so that's fine. Yeah, and in your case, it's it's more a case of until you have hardware that catches up, because I imagine once you have Touch ID, you won't be sitting there. Well, I demand to use the old features because Touch ID will no. completely change that. <laughs> No, no, I'm one of those people who switch straight away when the scrolling changed directions, and I was quite happy with that. Do you know when the scrolling changed? I actually went to find an app to switch the scrolling on my older Mac that couldn't run the latest OS. So, so yeah, I actually I went to the exact it. opposite. I, tried, yeah. I didn't try to find an app to make my new Macs behave old. I tried to find an app to make my old apps behave new. Yeah, I've yes. that. Yeah. Okay, any any other... So I think we all think it's faster, quicker. Is there any other... How are people feeling about the fact that when you swipe up now, you have to swipe left or right, one of them, to get to your pause play button? Is that making people cranky, happy, don't care? I quite like that. Yeah, don't care. Yeah. I think it's quite intuitive. I, I agree. I actually quite like it, and especially because if you have HomeKit, then you have a third screen, a third card there to swipe over to to control your HomeKit devices in that same view. So it works for me, this concept of up and over, and then you also have the same concept of down and over. So it, Yeah, I, like, I think it's useful because it just gives you that extra options with the drop down at the bottom to give you, you know, a link to the devices. So it, it, it creates more functionality in that part of the screen. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I, I don't miss it at all. So. I have one, one little gripe, which is technically actually a gripe with watchOS 3, but so in iOS, we swipe up and we have our play pause button if we go left or right. In watchOS, we swipe up. Oh, no, it's not there. It's an app that we have to get to by going to the dock. I mean, it's so close to being consistent across all the platforms and swing and a miss. <laughs> so that, that's mildly cranky making. I hadn't thought about that that way. I love, I love the uh, – there's a lot more apps now coming with the – are they calling it Force Touch? Uh, 3D touch, isn't it? Because it has the 3D levels. touch. Yeah, yeah. The more, the more they've they've done, obviously on the standard Apple apps, more op- they've given you more options on the 3D mm. touch. And I think there's more applications coming out with more options on as well. And that that I'm, I, whereas before I tried it on a few apps, couldn't find anything, forgot about it. Now I'm trying on everything because there is more of it about, and I, I, I do find it really useful. So the more apps that take advantage of that, the better. I was a, Again, I was an early convert, so I'm delighted that now finally the apps are com- the third party apps are really jumping in. Yeah, and I feel like that's another example of, you know, Apple plays the long game in so many ways, and I think it expects you as a user to play that long game. And so if you don't look at some of these new things when they come out, they may not be fully implemented or implemented as widely as you would like uh, when they first appear, but they're going to show up later, and they're going to going to become more and more useful. Uh, before we finish up with iOS 10, I should also mention that security, there, there is a third bug, which Apple have not yet patched at time of press. Um, if you are one of those people who back your iOS 10 running iOS device locally, you, you back it up locally to your Mac or PC using iTunes and a physical cable, then you should be aware that the encryption is, there's a slight bug in the encryption making it easier to brute force than it should be. It's not removing the encryption, it's just... Unless your password is long, it's not as protected as it as it as it should be. And Apple have acknowledged the problem and they are working on a fix. But until that fix comes out, you may just want to be aware that if you're encrypting your backups, you should use 
a proper long password. Maybe use your current password and just double it up one after the other, and it's twice as long, which is not twice as secure, but you know, many, many, many orders of magnitude more secure. Twice as secure for every extra bit of information you put into it. Um, and then the other thing to say is that Ars Technica have tested iOS 10, and they report that it runs well on the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 5C, let alone the 6. The 6S, yeah, that's, I mean, doing the process that we do where oh, we've got the hand-me-downs, we've mm. basically got <laughs> we've got four generations of phone always live uh, in our household, which we're all interacting with each other on. So um, I tend to encourage um, the upgrade where it's uh, uh, where it can be done on the older phones. Often in the past, certainly my daughter's said no because it slows. The, they've had experiences yeah. where the oh, yeah. update has slowed the phone down. But this latest one, they've all you know all seen an improvement. That's actually we, we've forgotten the other big feature. Of course, is that now you can play the game of chess against them in messages or whatever. <laughs> well, I was deeply skeptical of all of this shenanigans with messages, and I am. I, I remain. I have sent. We're loving it. We're loving it. Just because I. <laughs> Just to see how the feature worked, I sent a set of balloons, and I think yeah. I sent something as a smackdown just to see how it works, and I have never used any of those features again. What I am using all the time, continuously, every day, is apps, and in particular, yeah. games. I am playing more games with more people than I ever have before because it's right there in messages, and it's just so easy now. Uh, I, I think I must have... Well, I've won 20-something pool matches against my friend Bren, so... I must have played at least that many because I also know I've had my ass handed to me a few times. Um, and we've played chess and all sorts of stuff. It is spectacularly good fun to be able to game in messages. And <laughs> anyone else, or is it just am I just a big child? I haven't I haven't played the games in messages. I've been doing everything else with messages, but I haven't played games in messages. So that's something I've, you've got me intrigued now. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of apps that do all sorts of cool stuff. Um, yeah, I know they're there. I just didn't realise that, that that was the, the, the point of them. I just hadn't gone down that avenue. So, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, I'm I'm gone for the rest of the show now. <laughs> I'll send you an invite <laughs> to a game of pool, and then the, the, the other two will just have to amuse the audience on their own. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else using apps in, in, in messages? No, sorry. I'm, I'm oh, way okay. too serious to uh, play games in messages. <laughs> I, hard, I hardly use messages at all, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. No, okay, then glad I brought it up then, because otherwise we would have forgotten it. So we should jump on to WatchOS 3. Um, as a Watch Zero or a Series Zero watch owner, for me, this has been the most awaited update and the most amazing update. Um, it's as if I got a new watch, even though I didn't get a new watch. It is so much snappier, so much faster. Now, there is a very small price to pay for that. So the battery life has gone down, I would say, by about... I, I am now... I used to finish the day at about 20%, and now I'm finishing the day at about 10%. However, I'm getting so much more use out of the watch during the day that that probably explains those 10% anyway. Um, and the the really big thing is that, that that other button, the button that's not the crown, was the, the least used button ever, and now it has become perfectly functional, useful, and it works in a very sane and sensible way as the app switcher, and the fact that I can now see multiple statistics at the same time while doing workouts, those two things alone would have made me happy, but the whole watch is just faster, snappier, and more pleasant. So I am an exceptionally happy watchOS 3 user. Um, Anyone else have any thoughts on watchOS 3? 
for me, just what I said before, it, I, I don't know whether it's the new watch or watch OS 3 because I didn't have the one long enough to really evaluate. But yeah, I'm with you, Bart. I mean, I, I have the impression that watch OS 1 and 2 they were they were still learning what people yeah. were going to use, how they were going to use it. Um, they had they had some metaphors. They found out those metaphors were not well adopted, and they also found out how people were using things. And I think that's why you see saw such a big a big jump in this one. And I think I don't know what will happen with four, but I think you'll see another jump at least with four, and probably even more so with five, as we all learn how people use these things more. Yeah, I mean, that we're now at the stage in the watch that we were at in the iPhone a decade ago where it's very new and Apple are doing some serious learning. It's nice that they're bringing along the Watch Zero for the ride. That That's much appreciated. Okay, well then the last new OS we should talk about is uh, not Mac OS 10 10.11. That is not its name. We are to break years worth of habit. We are to call it Mac OS Sierra. Um, so I have upgraded all of my Macs to Sierra, um, including, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised I was able to, I have a, what are you here, a late 2011 uh, MacBook, and in in work I have a late 2000, and, <clears throat> excuse me, 2009 iMac, they both went to Sierra, and they're both fine on Sierra, which is a relief and a pleasure. Um, good. So how 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 have other people been getting on with OS ten Sierra? Or ah, see see how long I lasted there. I made it through like three sentences and I got it wrong. <laughs> Mac OS Sierra. And anyone else? How do people feel? I'll I'll jump in to start this one. I've had positive experiences, but I've only put it on my MacBook. I've not put it on my production iMac or MacBook Pro, simply because there are a couple issues that one of which apparently just got recently recently resolved and that was uh the one with the scan scan snap scanner mm. um or at least there there's information out there uh, i saw it on tidbit uh yeah tidbits um about just make sure that you don't have these couple settings set f- as part of your workflow and i didn't anyway so i was fine um Final Cut uh, is the other thing that's kind of an issue for me, and it's not as much with Final Cut itself as with some of the third-party plugins I use. So I'm having to hold off on that a little bit. Other other than that, I mean, it's it's rock solid. It seems to be at least as fast, if not faster, um, as far as how it feels. you got to love Siri on the desktop. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's wonderful. It, it feels very strongly to me of an incremental update. I mean, this is not a scary big update like like we used to have in the past, where everything changes. It, it's with the, you know Siri has shown up, which is a wonderfully welcome feature. But other than that, it, it looks and feels very much like what we had. And this update was was very gentle on the system because in yes. the past, when I would yeah. do an update, I would have to redo all of my terminal hackery. So you know, get in, re reinstall my various Perl modules that are non-standard and reinstall Mac ports and all these kind of things to get the terminal goodness going the way I want it, but nothing. Everything was just exactly as I left it. I have a whole bunch of custom automator actions that use Perl to talk to this, that, and the other, and they all just they just came across. They just worked. They were just there as a service. The key binding was left in place and everything. I mean, it took me a day or two to realize, hang on a second, everything is still exactly like I left it, and I've just done this major update. So... 
you know, the fact that we're now going every year we get an update instead of whenever they have a 200 new features they can charge us for it. I, I think these are much gentler updates than the ones that we, we remember from the olden days, which, which is very positive, I think, because it'll make us less scared to update. Well, wasn't this supposed to be that kind of incremental update, a stability and bug fix and improvement update as opposed to all these massive new features? Well, yeah, and I guess since the last time around we got the, the, the whole new flatter look, you're right, this really was just a... a Batten things down a bit and and make things actually it's a big time an interoperability update I guess getting all your Apple devices to work better together your your, your Macs yes. your iPhones yeah, your, your iPads the, the whole lot is more integrated which is very yeah. pleasing yeah and and Siri I think is the is the tentpole feature here for this yeah I mean that is the one thing you notice when you're looking at the menu bar there's, there's this circular thing with the wavy blobs in it. Yeah, I've not found it that much use yet, though, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, I work in an open plan office, so it would be considered rude if I started talking to my computer. <laughs> um, and I, I feel like an idiot doing it at home, so I, have, I haven't reused it as much as I probably should. <laughs> um, we should also say that Apple are courting with a little bit of controversy. They are treating Sierra as a security update. Uh, so if you have your Mac configured to automatically download security updates, then it, you will automatically download macOS Sierra. Uh, it, it, Apple, or rather the App Store app, is smart enough not to download Sierra if you're running low on disk space, which is most considerate of Apple. Uh, <laughs> and they also will not auto-install it. So even if you have... No. Uh, software updates that automatically download and install updates, it will automatically download Sierra, but it will not automatically install Sierra. It will notify you and ask you if you want to. So I guess they're not quite doing a Windows 10 on the whole thing, but at the same time this is making people mucho cranky. Uh, So I have included a link in the show notes to where you find the setting for it not to do that. Um, Apple must feel pretty confident with it then, then, mustn't they, to, to do that, I would have thought. Correct. Yeah, they're obviously not expecting massive support calls. <laughs> because yeah, you're right. I, I've, not, I've just not got around to it. Um, I, as with all other updates, I wanted to do a clone first, and I just haven't. It takes found time, time to sit um, because yeah. it's particularly so. On my my iMac in work is a 2009 iMac, so it, it is literally the oldest iMac that you can install Sierra on. And I mm-hmm. sort of thought at lunchtime, oh hey, let's go for it. So I did my backup in the morning, then by lunchtime I hit go, and it was nearly 5pm before my computer was ready to be used again. However, my shiny new 12-inch MacBook was updated in much, 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 much less time than that, about 45 minutes. So I guess it does depend on the machine, but if you have an older machine with a big hard drive, big, slow, spinny disk hard drive, it can be a painful process. Well, slow anyway. Yep. Okie dokie. Any other any other comments on Sierra before we we move no, on? No, I was gonna I was gonna say pretty much what you said at the at the start, Bart. That I, I suddenly thought, hmm, yeah, you're right. I have upgraded. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I, it, integration is great, and the more improvements they get there, the better. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's cool. I think it's. Uh, Worthwhile as long as you've got no production apps which are reliant on a system and it's not working, as Chuck mentioned. Yeah, and and I can't let that go because we've all had such a positive experience. Please, folks, back up. 
before yeah. you upgrade just in case your one critical app doesn't work so that you can go back. It's it's not likely to happen, but it's possible. And once you go, you can't go back unless you have that backup. If you have, yeah. So I would say a clone backup, or ideally speaking, a bootable clone backup is very yes. much your friend. Yes. Especially if it's bootable, then you really are in a much, much lower risk situation. Well, A, you can clone it back, but B, if you just need to go fetch something, you can boot the clone, fetch what you need to fetch, and then back to the other OS to carry on. Okay, um, well, that that does it on the shiny new. So we've had shiny new hardware and shiny new OSs. So I have just two other stories I thought we should should mention. Um, They're both sort of aggregate stories. So the first one is privacy wars continue. A security researcher has successfully used NAND mirroring to bypass uh, the encryption on an iPhone 5C with auto-wipe turned on using brute force. So this is exactly what the FBI said couldn't be done and therefore that Apple should do a backdoor for them. So everyone at the time was saying, no, no, NAND mirroring seems like a proper technique that people should be able to do. But the FBI said, oh, no, 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 you couldn't do that. Uh, well, you can. Um, and what's interesting is the chap who did this did it using less than $100 worth of equipment. Now, <laughs> this chap also was brave because it does involve desoldering the uh, NAND flash storage from the motherboard of the iPhone, which is something that requires a steady hand and, um, yeah, some cojones. Um, but nonetheless, technique successful infinite tries on the password so basically you clone the nand you try less than 10 so less than a wipe clone back your state you had before you started and then you try a different number of brute force attacks and you keep doing that so he was saying a day or so will get you into a four digit passcode and a few days will get you into a six digit passcode so there we go and then Apple got dinged by The Intercept, which is a paper, you know, by the people who brought us Edward Snowden, really. Um, so Apple, keep a log of all of the lookups we do of who is and who isn't on iMessage. And they keep that, lo- it's a rolling 30-day log. And if they are handed a court order, they will comply with it and hand over that log. So... When you go to messages and you type in someone's telephone number or email address, it will go blue or green. And that is basically, are they on Apple system or off Apple system? And if they're on Apple system, then you actually also contact Apple servers again to get the public key of that person so that you can do end-to-end encryption. So there's no way that you can't have a lookup to Apple to make messages work and or even to make the end-to-end encryption work. So that act of changing it, turning it into blue or green involves a lookup, and that lookup is saved for 30 days. Um, I guess the question is, why 30 days? Why not three days? But uh, Apple have gotten in trouble because that lookup hasn't always worked very successfully. So we had some class action lawsuits against Apple about people who left iOS to go to Android. So the chances are the reason for the 30-day log is for the engineers to, avoid, to fix those kind of issues which were getting Apple into legal trouble. So in my mind, this is a giant, big, non-story. Of course, everyone hands over logs. The important thing is Apple have end-to-end encryption so that no one can compel them to hand over your messages because Apple do not have them. But Apple so, all they're log- so all they're logging is the fact that you made a call to a certain number or person. 
Not even that you made a call. Not you a call, went so it's far a, a text. As to, as to, so you went so far as to type them in. Whether you ever hit send on that message is a whole different kettle of fish. Right. right. So you, you can type in my Apple ID and it'll go blue and then you can say, actually, no, I don't want to talk to that idiot. And you can backspace it. Well, the lookup has happened at that stage. So yeah. they don't even yeah. know that you definitely communicated with them. They know that you thought about maybe communicating. So, yeah. So th- that's the, the, the story there. I, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. I, I don't think it's that big of a, of, uh, of a nurturing revelation. Uh, anyone is entirely my, free to disagree with me. My, well, my only query would be what have Apple said in the past about that or have said going forward? And if they've said nothing, then we can't comment. But if, if um, and what have they indicated? And that's, that, that's sometimes the problem. It's people's perception of what they think Apple have, have indicated that they're doing. And the whole stance of then saying we look after our, you know, mm. our users' privacy, for some people, this would be contrary to that. Whether we feel it is or it isn't, some people would definitely say, well, they said they were looking after my privacy and look what they're doing. Now, you know, you can argue to those people until you're blue in the face and they'll still have that perception. Yeah, I will say in terms of what Apple have said factually, they have been honest. They have they've always said that they comply with court orders and that the reason that they do end-to-end encryption is so that they can comply without handing stuff over because they never have it. So it makes the whole thing easy. If they never have the messages you send, then it's not that they're refusing to hand them over. They don't have them, so they can't hand them over. Yeah, but, but that's, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is perception. Yes, okay. Yeah, no, no, there will always be a perception, which is why it was yeah. a big shocker of a headline on The Intercept. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, of course. And I'm sure that drove some good clicks. Anyone else have any thoughts on, on, on either of these two stories? Not really. Not really. No. No, no one is shocked that the FBI weren't being honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not, not really. On, not really. Not honest or not technically savvy. Tec- technically savvy. I can't believe that they would be less technically savvy than your average security researcher. I, I'm not prepared to put it down to ignorance. <laughs> I think that's an inverse of Hanlon's razor, which is don't. You, you see, don't... again, you've got you've got to be careful here because you don't know what game they're playing. You don't know what political um, back, you know, up, up, up the corporate ladder. They're saying, no, don't say this, say that. Don't worry, we don't care what in you know perception it's got. We, this is what we're going to say. So, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't make assumptions on any of it, really, can you? Well, no, but you can have theories, but they are, of uh, course, just theories. And we love theories. We love theories. <laughs> Okay, then the, the the final sort of big pseudo story. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Oh, I forgot to actually paste the links into the show notes. Oh, sod. Oh, no, I did. Okay, so I have more link. Thank goodness. Um, so Apple are continuing this very much Tim Cookian approach to large business. So under Steve Jobs, Apple didn't really do this kind of thing. But under Tim Cook, we've had a major deal with IBM. We've had a major deal with Cisco. And now we have a deal with Deloitte where they are working to make it easier for Deloitte employees to have iDevices to do their work with. And also uh, one of the U.S. health insurers. Now, I'm not sure how you pronounce this. So, Chuck, can you say the name of the company? Aetna? Okay, see, that's not how you spell Aetna. But if that's how you pronounce Uh, Aetna in America, then I'll go with Aetna. Yeah, I used to work for them, so I know it's pronounced Aetna. Okay, that E before the T makes no sense to my brain. Or the A before Uh, the E, I guess. Yeah, the A I, before the E, before the T. It, uh, it's anyway, a, 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 Aetna, anyway, it's Aetna. Aetna. We'll call it's it Aetna. Aetna. Yeah, it's Aetna. It's yes. Aetna. 
so Edna have struck a deal with Apple that A, gets their employees good deals on Apple stuff, but much more interestingly, in my mind, gets their customers deals on Apple Watches. The logic being that the Apple Watch gets you fit, and therefore, as an insurance company, you're better off buying Apple Watches for people than buying heart, triple heart bypasses for people. Um, so I, I'm very intrigued to see how this, this whole project works out. And does it turn out to be cheaper for a health insurance company to help people buy fitness trackers than to pay for fixing them when they're broke? So I don't know. I think it's a very cool idea. So any, any thoughts on mm-hmm. these two deals? A completely paranoid thought, Bart. Oh, okay. Go I, on. And, and this is really paranoid, but I I've, haven't seen the details on what apps – and how that that information is going to be handled. I'm absolutely confident that Apple uh, will protect your privacy to whatever extent they possibly can. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, you, you're about to strap something that has been endorsed by your insurance company to your wrist and something that is is currently and, and getting better at tracking your health information and all. Mm-hmm. And so sort of like plugging a device into your car that an insurance company gives you. How much information are you willing to give up in exchange for what? Well, that is the question, isn't it? What is the very small print? Yeah, and and I I don't know, and that is – I have absolutely no basis for anything other than sheer paranoia. But this means that at least in theory, somebody would be able to tell when you go to bed, when you get up, if there's a GPS – chip in your in your watch then it knows where you're going i mean you know we can just go right down that rabbit hole if you want so i'm just suggesting to folks before they look at this and say oh this is going to be great let's get some information on on it first yeah what's what's the term what's the terminology you use uh bart follow the money follow follow the yeah but in this case right so in the case of a car with a device it's very different because your car isn't going to get sick so your insurance company is not interested in the health of your car. Your health insurance company is interested in the health of you. Uh, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, can I can I back you up there though? Go on, what they're please. doing? Go for what, it, Bart. What they're doing? What they're doing is making sure that you're not going to um, um, injure someone else in the way that you're driving. Right, but again, it's about it's it, it's a different thing because in this case. So if you're a health insurance company, what costs you money is not healthy people who pay their subscriptions. It's sick people who pay their prescription, who pay you to be a member. So what you would like to have as a health insurance company trying to follow the money is as many as possible healthy people who have health insurance anyway. So that or sets up like- an incentive for you to not for you to actually encourage people to to make themselves healthier. And if they believe that the Apple Watch is a device that will make you make yourself healthier, then they don't need it to spy on you. They're just giving you something that the research has shown will make it on average. So you take a million people, you give them all the Apple Watch, you know, 100,000 less of them will, will, will get a heart attack at the age of 40. Or, or if, if, you're, if you're paranoid, like nobody is yeah, here, no, no, I, they, 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 they also would want to charge more for the people who yeah. aren't engaging yeah. in those activities yeah. that yeah. They, they interpret as health-related health or healthy activities. Well, the thing is, so right now, the way the Apple Watch stands, there's no mechanism for them to get any data back from this. So they would actually have to force you to install some sort of special Ah, app. now, that, okay. Now, that's different. That's different. I, I assume that that data was being fed back. 
there is no mention of that because the Apple Watch doesn't work like that. The, the, the health app specifically keeps the yeah, because one your of, phone. Well, yeah, one of the things I was going to say, say is do you, you might trust Apple with your data, but do you trust this company? So if we're assuming that they're not getting that data, then um, them encouraging people to use um, a fitness device, okay, well, great that it's the Apple um, Watch in, from Apple's perspective, but okay, fine then I'm I'm less paranoia about it. But I think what happens when everybody's got it, then we're on the same playing field. So it's back to square one. But well, so right now, basically what they're saying is, here, have a free toy and in the hope yeah. that it will make you yeah. healthier. But five years down the line, they might say that everyone who doesn't have a fitness tracker yes. has to pay a higher insurance premium. And then I become less happy with the whole thing. Yes. Agreed. And then the next step down the road of unpleasantness is actually not just do we want you to have a fitness device, but we expect you to install this app yeah, that yeah, will right. report to us. And then yes. I become deeply, deeply uncomfortable with the whole thing. So where it is now, I'm thinking this is great. This is forward thinking. A health insurance company should want healthy people and they should be using carrots, to, if you'll excuse the pun. I, I mean it in a <laughs> carrot and stick sense, but I guess they encourage <laughs> carrots in both senses of the word. Uh, you know, so I, I like the idea of a health insurance company being forward-thinking enough to use a carrot to encourage good behavior instead of a stick to beat people with. But yeah. what if the carrot becomes a stick later and then all of a sudden Correct. I look like an idiot? No, and that's exactly what I'm saying is just be aware of uh, with this kind of thing as to what you're getting, what you're giving up, and is it a one-way trip? Mm. Yeah, check the small print. Yes, Which I think goes for every insurance product, really. Yeah, well, yes. Well, it goes for anything really that's that's tracking you. I mean, we've we've yeah. all kind of we've all kind of given up our privacy when it comes to the cell phones in in uh, in, in in the name of convenience. I mean, it's it's super convenient to be able to be pretty much anywhere and receive or make a phone call. And there are definitely some safety issues there that you want to be able to receive or make a phone call. But it also means that you can and are being tracked. And if you're worried about that kind of thing, then you shouldn't have it. And the same thing here. Now you're giving up a different kind of information. You're giving up not just your location, but you're giving up something potentially very personal, and that is your your uh, your vital your vital statistics, your vital yep. functions. So just be just be aware. You know, it, it's a, it is a a very sound note of caution. Okay, uh, before we wrap up, just a few quick stories I want to draw people's attention to. Um, I, this doesn't make me happy, but it is. We knew this has been coming for the last many years, but it is finally official. BlackBerry are getting out of the phone market. Um, they will apparently focus on software. I don't. I'm not sure there is any there there for them, but okay, I'll let them have a go. But they are certainly they are they are not making any more phones. Uh, anyone gonna miss them? The people that were still using them. <laughs> Are there, are there any of those diehards left? Yeah, all three of them, yeah. All three of them, okay. <laughs> They're still banging the drum about physical keyboards. Yeah, my, uh, the, the company I work for still has some, but they are slowly disappearing. Yeah. So it's it's sad that BlackBerry weren't able to, to go with the times, but there we go. Also being killed off, Microsoft are killing the Microsoft band. So I guess the the Apple Watch has uh, slightly less competition. Um, Again, I think three people will be deeply upset. Um, I know Alison has some podcasting friends who are big Microsoft fans, and they adore their Microsoft band, so they will be upset. 
but I have. I'm noticed... sure. I'm sure everyone who plays in the band will be upset. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I never saw one in the real world. I have yet to see a Microsoft band, so I don't even know if they look good. Um, and I guess that says a lot. They're probably not even available in Ireland. I think they may have been a US only product. Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you, Bart. I've never seen one in the wild. Okay, and you're in America, so that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, Apple are building a shiny new campus, not in a spaceship, in a Victorian power station in London. Um, these, like this old building, is iconic of a whole era of those old power plants. I mean, when you see it, it's it's an absolute icon of a building. So for Apple to take that on as their new headquarters is it's an interesting mix of modern and, and very retro. Um, it looks amazing in the diagrams or uh, in the drawings and stuff. So I guess we'll go, well, we'll go look at it, but we'll not be allowed in when it's finally up and running. Um, and then the last thing is apparently, much to my surprise, the music service which JD Power has found people are the most satisfied with is Apple Music of all things. <laughs> How low is the bar? <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> wow! Ouch, Bart. I'm not a fan. Um, anyone to defend Apple Music, or anyone think this is a, this is this is deserved? Um, I I had very early poor experience, really, comparison to Spotify, and my girls who use Spotify all the time have tried to go over to Apple Music and have stuck with Spotify. That's not a ringing endorsement for Spotify, but it's not exactly a ringing endorsement for Apple Music either. Chuck, are you an Apple Music user? I'm an Apple Music user, and, you know, it's it's not without its frustrations, but overall, um, I've had a reasonably positive experience. Um, as you know, I, I I don't want to sound like an Apple apologist. I never do, um, but you know, they keep they keep trying to push the bar a little bit yeah. ahead, and so as a result, there are some issues as opposed to something like Spotify that just pumps music out um, and tries to learn from it, or even Pandora, which mm-hmm. I really still love it. Love Pandora, um, so you know, yeah, I I, I if, what 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 quantifies your satisfaction level. I mean, what, what, I can't think of anything I can't do with Apple Music right now that I really want to do, but I can think of some things with Spotify and Pandora, both, that I can't do, that I want to do. And so, by that measure, Apple, Apple Music wins by default. That's a reasonable metric. It's as good a metric as any. And I guess the other metric is who's prepared to pay for it. And there seems to be quite a few people prepared to pay for Apple Music. So they must be doing something right to get people to hand over their cold, hard cash. They, I mean, you've got to give it to Apple. They're good at, on the follow-up experience. So if you contact them, they'll do their utmost to make sure that you're a satisfied customer. Hmm. I wish they'd stop pushing Apple Music at those of us who just want to listen to the stuff we, we own. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, but I, I, I don't use it. Yeah, never. I, never, I, never. My, I have a negative experience of it because they just will not get it out of my face, and I don't want it. I have no interest in a subscription music service. I have more than enough music, and I don't get the chance to listen to what I own. I just want to see it and not have all of these. And why don't you buy this? And why don't you buy that? Splattered all over my iPhone everywhere. And even now, 
that I have said no to Apple Music, it's still, I'm listening to an album or whatever, and it will say, oh, why don't you try this? Like, oh, I didn't know I owned that album. Oh, sod it, I don't own that album. I've just been advertised that on my own device. <laughs> yeah. That's that, And that, too, is a fair criticism. So, yeah. so as I say, I don't, I don't, I'm not criticizing Apple Music as a customer who's not happy. I'm criticizing Apple Music as I, I don't want to be a customer, and I just really hard not to be. So it's, it's a different criticism. Um, anyway, uh, just a reminder that Apple have announced that their Q4 earnings call will be on Tuesday, the 25th of October at 2 p.m. PST. Uh, they rather put the cat among the pigeons because initially it was scheduled for Wednesday. And then they said that there had been that there was some sort of scheduling conflict. And now everyone's going, hoda, hoda, hang on a second. What event is there that you haven't told us about yet that clashes with the event that seemed perfectly non-clashy before? So I wouldn't be surprised if something interesting happens on the 26th of October. Uh, but Apple have as yet to announce anything. So I guess by the next time we speak on this show, we will know what the story is with the 26th of October. And, of course, we'll have the earnings results. Mm-hmm. Panel, Can't wait. thank you very much for giving so freely of your time. Um, in reverse order, Chuck, would you like to let the listeners know where they can get more of your wonderful content? Sure. Um, you can find everything I do at Mac Voices at MacVoices.com. And on Twitter, I'm at Chuck Joyner. I'd love to have you stop in, watch, listen, follow, whatever makes you happy. And every now and then, you'll actually see me break my I don't go on video rule and show up on Chuck's <laughs> show. It's a rule I do not break often because I consider myself to have a face for radio. But every now and then, you get to see what I look like on Chuck's show. And and it's, you're always welcome, Bart. The biggest problem we have is just the time zone thing. Other than that, yeah. you'd be welcome every time. So you know. Yeah, that is a problem with the Atlantic Ocean. It ruins some things. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, always a pleasure, Chuck. Always a pleasure. Uh, Nick, would you like to give out any links to the good listeners? Uh, only my Twitter handle, which is uh, Spligosh. S P L I G O S H. Excellent. Gaz, would you like to plug your fine podcast, please? <laughs> fine. Not sure about that. Yeah, uh, but weekly podcast, uh, Guy Searle and myself, the G-Men over at um, My Mac Podcast, and you can find us at MyMac.com, and it's now the MyMac Podcasting Network. So Exactly. Thank you. I was I was about to, to, to segue to that, because usually at this point, I'll say my little bit, and then you'll hear a jingle. That says another fine podcast from the Stoplight Network. Well, you're not going to hear that today. What he's going to hear instead is uh, another fine podcast from the MyMac Podcast Network. So we've had a little bit of a rebrand, and the Stoplight Network is no more. Although it is, it's just it's all been wound into the one thing, which is the the MyMac Network. So we are all now MyMacers, um, and I guess that means that the shows are likely to get more exposure than they did before which is probably a good thing and let's face it my mac is a really comfortable home for the let's talk apple podcast yes yes makes a lot of sense (laughs) um so that explains why you're hearing a new jingle um okay uh there are detailed show notes as always at let's-talk.ie or rather there will be hopefully by the time you hear this um those, basically, all the links we use to prepare for the show are there. Uh, while you are there, there will be three large blue buttons in the left sidebar under a heading Support the Show. I very much appreciate everyone who does support the show, and if anyone doesn't yet and would like to, there are three buttons there to help you in that in, in so doing. Um, I will always give a special thank you to the people who support this show on Patreon, uh, because really, the, the, that Patreon pledge is so valuable because... <laughs> 
it allows me to have bills because I know that there's Patreon money coming in, bills going out. As long as I make the two approximately line up, they don't quite line up, but we're getting close. As long as I make them approximately line up, I'm not going to go belly up doing this because I, I do this for fun, not for profit. Thank goodness, or I'd be terrible at it because uh, I'm not making a profit. Um, and, and so really, the, the Patreon makes all that possible. So you guys are extra good. So the way Patreon works is that people pledge a small dollar amount for every uh, show that actually comes out. So if I don't put any shows out, no money comes in, uh, which is also a good incentive. And the idea is that it, it's a, an efficient way of doing small dollar donations and making them actually count and making them actually work. So you can pledge 50 cent per episode, a dollar per episode, two dollars per episode. And it actually helps. It's it's a way of making those small dollar contributions genuinely do work. Whereas if you were to try to do that through something like PayPal, PayPal would take 50% in fees and the whole thing would be highly inefficient. Patreon works. It's a really good way of doing that kind of thing. There's also a PayPal link. So you can just you know throw me some money on PayPal and that will go towards paying the bills. And then there is a Zazzle store where you can buy branded merchandise, which basically turns you into a human advertising board for the podcasts, which helps the show in two ways. I get a small commission for you buying the thing, and then you walk around with the thing, either drinking coffee out of it or wearing it, and then you're an advertising billboard. So it works twice. Uh, there are also the simple ways of helping the show. Tell your friends. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. Tweet about us. All of that helps, and all of that is appreciated. So I thank everyone who helps the show in any way whatsoever. So, reminder, show notes at letsjusttalk.ie. I've been your host, Bart Bouchard, so you can find me at bartb.ie. And until next time, happy computing. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. autumn no no gas it's no, no, fall no, that wasn't no 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 that was it's got to be quicker than that okay it's autumn gas no 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 it's fall 2016 and they're still going in spite of whether you like it or not the g-men on the mymac.com podcast color no, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> I think you could probably edit those a bit closer and edit that out, but that doesn't make any sense leaving that color. Color. <laughs> well, I, I I just think that it goes along with the show. Okay, leave it if you want. But no, keep people guessing. Saying, everybody will be saying, "What's that bit at the end?" <laughs> They'll be saying, "Did you listen to the last mymac.com podcast?" Color. <laughs> <laughs>